0: Well you can do all those things and
1: so much more Just grab a
0: seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line
1: You're tuned into to Casually Molly
0: With Molly and Bergie.
1: Hello, Welcome back to the casually Molly podcast uh, for returning listeners. Hi, how are you? and for new ones, I am Molly Ambergie. I am the host of the podcast. I'm also a local comedian and playwright in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we love to highlight uh, different comedians, artists, entertainers all over the country, but today is super special because we are highlighting St. Louis talent right here. 314 week is coming up and give it up for our man comedian Willie C everyone. That's yes, for yes. That's the that's crowd goes wild. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I
0: do not play for the Cardinals. Stop Stop <laughs> asking that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Hey, you look like hey, batter up! I love right, it. Right. Yes. But How you doing? I'm doing well. That's Thank great. you so much for coming in and joining no me. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Well, tonight time. Tonight is the time. I'm really excited. Um, I recently finally got to meet you. Like mm. I, you know, I've seen you at shows and stuff, but I finally got to really meet you in person. Uh, on Saturday at yeah. the Lucas Schoolhouse, yes. you've been doing a lot of shows with the that venue. Why yes. don't you tell us a little bit about your contract with them and what you've been doing thus far there?
0: Okay, so I've, um, I got a residency with them for six months. Um, I was at Blueberry Hill for about seven or eight years, and um, they had the thing going on with the COVID. So I said, let's just move around and mm-hmm. let's let's take it let's take it down to the Sulaw area. And I found a really, really classy venue, Lucas Schoolhouse, and um, everything just worked out. The business worked out. And uh, me and Abraham, which is the owner, shout out to Abraham. He said, I love to have you here. I said, I love to be here. And I've been there for two months now, and we're going to see what the next couple of months look like.
1: Absolutely, It's looking
0: wonderful right now.
1: Oh, I, I what—that's why I wanted to have you on because, okay. you know, uh, Willie C is no stranger to St. Louis comedy. Uh, how long have you been doing comedy?
0: Um, professionally, eleven years. Okay. I started aspiring in two thousand nine, um, and I and I say that because I want people to understand aspiration starts first. You know, you can't just slap comedian on the front of your neck. You have to aspire and want to have a desire to be a stand-up or, you know what I'm saying, to work in stand-up comedy. So uh, Aspiration started in 2009, and The Professional, ooh, I have my first check saying comedian, and the rate they paid me started in 2012.
1: There you go. And it takes time. It takes time sometimes. It does, most Mm -hmm. definitely.
0: Most definitely it takes time. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes repetition. And nights where you don't do good, and nights where you like, do I really want to do this? And nights where it's like, I'm killing And It's nights where I did okay, and it's nights where I wish I could have did this joke, but I forgot about it. So it's a, it's a lot of, you know, emotion and, oh. Uh, yeah. You know, so. <laughs>
1: And that's a great breakdown of it too. I completely forgot about like not that, you know, you're like, "Oh my gosh, like I forgot this joke, I forgot to do this." And sometimes that does happen and mm-hmm. you know, you walk away killing it some nights, some nights maybe not so much. Uh, But I really feel like you killed it at the Lucas Schoolhouse. I walked in, the venue was packed. Uh, They did a beautiful job, and I know you were a part of it as well with those tables in the back and the candles and the bar was wonderful. Everybody was so welcoming. It was just what I loved about your production side too. Your set was was good as well, and obviously that's a given. But just to have that production value, you know, we were kind of touching on this before we started recording, but um, how do you feel that, you know, going into the production side versus the performance side uh, and putting those two together, what was it like kind of joining that as one?
0: Okay, for one, like I take a lot of pride in the venues that I choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't wanna just do shows anywhere because I can, because I can, if I say I'm gonna do a show in a parking lot, people are gonna come. But I pride myself on the class and the uniqueness of the venue, and it has to fit my personality. So flying funny comedy is exactly what it is. I'm fly. I'm funny. The comedy is going to be there, but the venue has to be totally my personality. It has to be unique. It has to have something about it that just says, "Hey, I want to be there." Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how my comedy is. Like, if I do a show, it's like, "Hey, I want to be at this show." So, um, it just the building has to speak to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know my fans are going to be like, "This is different." I like people to walk in and be like, "Okay, this is different." But oh, this is nice, okay? Mm-hmm. This is quality. Like I pride myself on quality production. So, yes. yeah. Like I'm going I'm going to look. I'm not taking the first thing that gets thrown on the table. I'm going to look.
1: That, that's how I felt. I walked in and I was like, This is so well done. The quality I like I was a I told you before we started recording I was a theater major. So mm. I always loved producing plays. Like I produced a play at the Moonrise Hotel one time. Okay. And we all went up to a room and like watched the play okay. in the room and just something unique and different, which is why I feel like we're gonna get along just fine. Because, mm. right. You know, we like right. the class and the uniqueness of it and at your stage presence, though, is something I really appreciated. Like, I felt like I was laughing the whole time. It comes very natural for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, were you always very outgoing like that? Uh, and that's why you popped into comedy, or how did we get to that point? Okay, like, <laughs> what's um, your life story? Tell us everything. So, yeah. here, so, here's,
0: <laughs> a, so here's the thing with the stand up comedy uh, mm-hmm. I was always funny in school, um, I was real witty. So, it wasn't a class clown situation. It was like, this dude, this kid is funny, but he—I did my work. So instead of like, I wasn't the kid that would like help everybody else with their work once I get done. And you know, I remember teachers like he should do that. I would do my work and just clown,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: disruptive. You know what I'm saying? And, but it was witty. So some of the teachers would be like, you know, you got you may he may have something. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, yeah, he shouldn't have said that. That was out of line, but realistically deep down in the heart it was like oh he may have something because he's witty like the things that i was saying at 15 13 16 17 was like "Mm, that's different like you know so um and then in my adult life early 20s i mean i didn't school wasn't for me i went because my parents was paying for it yeah
1: because
0: i went to private catholic school like all my life but i ended up graduating from north county tech okay so it was like nah you're not going to college get it Get a trade or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, okay. Um, I was funny, and my mouth used to get me in trouble all a lot. <laughs> senior year, uh, junior year, senior, year, just all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I graduated, and started working in retail. Started okay. doing security, mm-hmm. armed security. You gotta say that because people be like, you ain't had no gun. You know what I'm saying? I had a gun. I had a gun. I had a, I had protection. Um, my one of my best friends, Scott Hilliard, they start going to Labs on the landing. Okay. And I didn't know nothing about it because I was like, you know, working and they was like, we going to, we've going, been going to this comedy club. You should come. You should go. I'm like, okay, cool. We went to open mic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where I met Princeton Do. Shout out to Princeton Oh, Lou. I
1: love him. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I love him
0: too. That's my partner. And um, I saw him perform. And I thought Princeton was like Kevin Hart at the time. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Right. Like, yes. And... He was new, too, but mo- a little more seasoned than me. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, like, I'm interested. Like, mm-hmm. show me what to do, what I need to do. And he took me under his wing. And I started doing the open mic, 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 doing good, then bombing, doing good, and bombing. doing. Being, I, I was just all over, but I didn't stop. Yes. I didn't stop. Um, last, when I landed, moved to Washington. Uh, I don't remember that exact address. Uh, and they changed to the House of Comedy. Okay. Started doing shows there. My first national headliner opened up for was D. Ray Davis. It was D. Ray Davis and the St. Louis native, Arvin Mitchell. Um, I th- oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, I, did, I did cool. I did cool. That was the first night. But I was like, I sat back and was like, wow, I really want to do this. I really, really enjoy this. And I just said, I'm, this is it. This is what I want to do. So I just set my heart on doing stand-up comedy. Um and that closed, and I was like, how can I keep this going? Princeton showed me how to do my own show. So I was at a spot called The Dog House. It was on 9th Street. Okay. And um, it was a, I had a, my first Monday night, and it was packed. But that was the year that the, uh, was that 2011 or 2012, the Cardinals won the World Series? Well, when I did we remember. win? I think it was like 2011 or 2012. Yeah, It was a area. Monday, yeah. mm-hmm. and they was like, we love your show. We love your Monday night. But it, it was like right downtown. It was like the Cardinals are doing well. <laughs> <laughs> we need this Monday night yeah. to bring the Cardinals fans in. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So I was like, where, can else, where else can I do this? And I just sat back for a few months and was like, I'm going to do my own production. My first comedy show, like a live production, where it's like a headliner, an opener, and a feature, was at the um, In spot on Delmore. Okay. And to hear more, did my first show. Another St. Louis native. He lives in LA now and is doing amazing. Okay. Shout out to Hear More. He was my first headliner, and I said I want to do this every first Saturday of the month. They said, "Let's do it," and that's how I started. That's exactly how I started, and I've been doing my own show since then.
1: Uh, Well, you. Well, it's definitely apparent because I feel like you know, obviously, there's so much work that goes into producing, and uh, now that I'm producing my own show, Mm -hmm. I can relate and I produce plays and trust me, I am right there with you, but you make it look so effortless, mm-hmm. uh, which I really, really appreciate because that means you have behind something looking effortless also is passion, drive, yeah. Yeah. responsibility, uh, most and everything. Definitely. Most definitely. Uh, I wanted to know, like, uh, I know you had mentioned the Blueberry Hill, mm-hmm. uh, which is a St. Louis staple. Yes. What made you decide on that venue when you were producing things there?
0: Okay. Well, for one, like Blueberry Hill was my first, my first time experiencing stand-up comedy on a live platform. Actually, uh, Arvin Mitchell gave me two tickets to his um, show. He was When he was here, he was doing a Valentine's Day show. And he gave me two tickets. And it was my first time actually seeing stand-up comedy mm-hmm. on a live, in-your-face, direct platform. Um, and I knew it had a lot of history. And um, I knew somebody, like Arvin had that room, and he had it going. It was like amazing like he had it packed and when he moved i was like let me see what i can do with it and um i just reached out to him and told him what i was trying to do and the nights just were working and i just like i kind of wanted every first saturday of the month but the way they book you got to get it when you get it so i had a couple of dates that was like the first Saturday of the month but then i just started doing special engagements and holiday theme shows and it just worked and It was like the marquee was perfect. The location was perfect. The duck room gave you that real live kind of New Yorkish feel. Yes,
1: it's a great room. Yeah,
0: and it was like in their face. Mm -hmm. Like I like being in people's face. Like I love the way Helium is set up because it's like you can't escape this.
1: Yes, absolutely. You can't escape this. Oh,
0: not at all. Like we're we're at home right here. Yes. Like like, if your TV is right here and you're on the couch – yeah i love in your face
1: yeah Uh, see that's again i think that's why we get along just because when i uh when i was in theater Mm -hmm. uh really heavily i always loved even though it's so cool to like be in those big venues and whatnot there's something about like an intimate setup space like that where you're like oh this and it, it it's kind of like what in your face like you're like we're here this is happening and it makes people feel um even more present yes. in the moment, which yes. is exactly what comedy is all about, being present in the moment and having that connection. Most definitely. Uh, which, speaking of Helium, uh, Willie and I also ran into each other. We were both on the uh, Sirius XM recording yes. uh, for the Best of St. Louis when they had the one of their recordings in January. Yep. Uh How did you feel about that night? How do you feel like it went?
0: Um, <laughs> like, I-, I had fun. I had yes. a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I was like, okay, I guess we're waiting to hear back. You know? Yeah, we're, we're uh, waiting to hear back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was different because uh, when Helium first opened, I was really present in Helium, and I haven't been a lot. Um, but it was just, it felt good to be back in that space. Mm-hmm. So um, it made me think, like, okay, I I, I see this comedy club structure, It's different from what I'm doing, but I would love to be more present in the actual comedy club.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, trust me, I mean, it's sometimes that happens where you're like in the comedy club structure and mm-hmm. then you're, what's cool is like, you know, you have the interest and the, the desire to yeah. have the freedom. It's just like why I do this podcast. I have cool. the interest and desire to interview entertainers and different interesting people. And when you have the ability to do so, just like you have the ability to produce your own show, mm-hmm. uh, it's something to jump on. Uh, what I'll ask you too about production, we were kind of touching on this before we started recording. when, you are hiring people. Um, what's kind of your process for hiring people? And then I know you had kind of touched on, um, you know, you give your comedians time to prepare their sets so that way it's yeah. not like an open mic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your process?
0: Okay, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. completely honest. Uh, Go for it. I, I yes. look for people who people want to see. I look for people who have personality traits and characteristics like me. Are you a people person? Are you presentable on stage? Are you a draw? Can you generate people to come and witness your stand-up? Do you have people that want to see you? You know, um, I do want people that are funny. I do look for people that are strong. Um, but it's, it is a business. Mm-hmm. And um, by me doing this for so long, I've seen, I've seen it like – Not all, but I've seen so many different personalities and ways that people approach this. So when it comes to my production, like I said, I want somebody that's unique. I want somebody that's colorful on stage. I want to see somebody that I've seen do well on stage more than once because you can have good nights. Sure. You know, but are you consistent? Are you consistent? And do you have a fan base? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, to be honest, like, you can build your fan base at my show. I've seen people get booked for so many things at my shows. You know, if you Mm -hmm. do well in front of my crowd, somebody is going to book you for something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I look for people who don't mind getting out and saying, Hey, this is what I have going going on. You know, um, of course I'm going to make money. I'm the promoter. I'm the producer of the show. Like, but I don't mind. And people make money at my shows, you know. I don't force people to do anything that they don't want to do. Like, I used to, like, at, at a point of time, I didn't sell tickets. But business grow, you learn, advanced tickets matter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't make people sell tickets. If you would like to sell tickets, you can. Sure, I've yeah. never put a gun to any comedian's head in St. Louis and say, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is you I want people to get out and tell people about what you got going on. It's my show, but you're performing right. You know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. don't be afraid to generate conversations with people, and that's that's what really bothers me about comics. They want to be on the show, they want to get the stage time but who did you tell to come see you? Right.
1: Yeah, that's no? true. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they don't share it. Or yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and,
0: and if you don't want to share it, that's fine. But how you want to make money? But you don't want to let people know what's going on. It's you know? true. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I just really look for for people with a personality. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do. I look for people who, if you can't sell out a uh, phone booth in St. Louis, <laughs> <laughs> a phone booth? but look like this. You can't sell out a church pew. You can't have five people come see you.
1: It's not worth it. Yeah.
0: Don't do an open mic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, and well, speaking of the open mic, what we were talking about, too, was um, I loved, you know, Willie C was so that's what I loved about you as a booker. You gave me so much time. I was able to share it. I could prepare. I felt so comfortable. The crowd was great. Like I, I still to this day, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you for even booking me. And, oh, and, you know, every... and I mean that not because he's sitting here right now, but most but it's very convenient. that. He I like is, your so. style.
0: Mm-hmm. When oh. I when I when I saw you. Thank you. Um, I liked your style, and I liked how engaging you were with the crowd. When I first saw you perform at Helium, I was like, okay, she's she's not afraid to get in their face. And it wasn't, like, super aggressive, mm-hmm. but um, you didn't you didn't rush, you know. Uh, you seemed well prepared. I liked the fact that I could tell that you knew your set, you know. Um, and like I said, visually, like, on stage, you look like she's got it. She's getting it. She's willing to learn. And like I said, your style, you know, stood out to me, so.
1: Oh, well, first of all, well, thank you. That is so kind. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, spe- that even leads into, speaking of style, you know, you were saying when you're booking people, you give people plenty of time and yeah. uh, just mentioning, like, Performance value versus an open mic. You were touching a little bit about that and trying new things at your show versus doing it at an open mic. If you wanted to hit on that, I think that's so important for anybody who wants to pursue comedy uh, to listen to this for sure. Okay. (laughs)
0: So there is definitely a difference um, than an actual... Um, live, I say live production versus a showcase. Like I don't, I don't call my show showcases. You know what I'm saying? This is live production. This is a comedy show. My show is the equivalent to any other um, comedy club, except like I may not have the a-list national headliners. But I want you to treat it the same way as if you were at helium. Treat my show like you at the funny bone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be in my show, you know, in the back doing all that, you know, 'cause you don't do that at Helium. No. You know? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and another thing, like I said, come prepared. You've had weeks to go to open mics. My show is not the place where you wanna just I hope this works. <laughs>
1: It's true, yeah. Mm Because even
0: when I'm hosting, like, even though I'm well at improv, I don't want to just get up there and hope stuff works, you know? I really don't. So just come prepared. Like, there's rooms for open mics. Do open mic things. If you've been booked for my show, come prepared. Have your set together. And if you improv, that's fine. But I can tell when somebody's like, oh. Let me see if this works. Don't treat my room. And not, not no, cause it's not a room. Don't treat my show like it's a room. You know? Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all yeah. I ask. You know, I like when people are prepared.
1: Yeah. Oh, and especially it's too. a job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a job.
0: You're here to be funny. You're here to make the people laugh. If you book me, I'm gonna be funny and I'm gonna make the people laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm doing my set. I'm gonna do my set. I'm gonna do my material that I know works, you know, and I'm gonna use that time prior to your show to work it out at the yes. open mic. Mm-hmm. My show is not an open mic.
1: Yes. So. And that's people need to raise too, especially when, like, like I get on an open mic and people are paying like a dollar or five dollars to get in, but like people were paying ticket price money to yeah. see a production and mm-hmm. your production about, oh, you even had a DJ. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Having like that walk-up music, it really prepares you, I felt, like, so, like, ready to go, because you're like, yes, like, this is awesome, um, and then I loved, uh, you know, you were always, you would come back in, make sure everybody got highlighted, and you always pumped up the audience again, Yeah. so that way people course. would be ready for the next person, of course. Uh, which leads me, your headliner, uh, Lawrence Owens, Yes. Uh, You know, you've been finding people. What I like is, like, yes, you're obviously highlighting St. Louis talent, but I love that you also hired somebody from Washington, D.C. I think you have the next headliner you're going to have South Carolina. Carolina. Um, How are you reaching out? I guess, uh, because, you know, we all know each other in the St. Louis comedy scene to be like, oh, hey, friend, like, I I feel like comfortable being like, hey, Willie, can you come on my podcast? Let's talk. Yeah. But for when maybe you don't, you know, know somebody too well, or maybe you knew him very well. Okay. Um, how do you reach out, booking to maybe people that are outside of St. Louis and booking them to perform in our city?
0: Well, most of the time is uh, already a relationship formed there, sure. so I know them. Um, it's the uh, it's more of I want to definitely highlight St. Louis comedians, and I want them to be comfortable, and I want them to sh- um, show their talents and be strong. But I also really, really, really want to get a highlight to people that I know that are either right at my level or a little bit above me, which is fine with me. Um, and I want to show them that it's diverse and it's other people in stand-up comedy that may have not been to the point of a, a national credit or a TV credit. Um, people like to see who they know, mm-hmm. you know, um, I get a lot of times, well, who's going to be on your show? Well, do you follow stand-up comedy like that? If I told you right now, would you be like, oh, well, yeah, I know that person? A lot of times, no. Um, I'm not in the bracket where I can bring D.L. Hewley. D.L. Hewley's not coming to Lucas Schoolhouse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's past that. Right. You know? And you're paying $25, $35 at the door. But you are going to get a, a really, really dope comedian that needs to be seen in a city outside of theirs. So if they need to fly to St. Louis and have Willie C put them on this platform, I'm with it, I'm fine with it. Give us the funny, make money, make connections, network with other people, and come back and do it again.
1: Absolutely. I like
0: people with super, super, super unique styles. I like people that are really trying to put their name out there, like I love people who promote themselves that are not afraid to say, "Hey, this is what I got going on. You need to see me." I like people that are not worried waiting on a comedy club to call them. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how I am. Like, if I can't get work, I'm gonna create work.
1: Right, so, exactly.
0: you know, I'm not sitting on a bench with nobody.
1: And also, I feel like that's sometimes the best way to get connections and networking and also get your name into the comedy clubs yes. is when you produce your own work as well. Because a lot of people who start open mics or showcases are simply just looking for stage time. Yeah. And it helps better you and what you're doing and what you're creating. Anybody you talk to um, who runs an open mic in this city – will probably agree with exactly what I'm saying. Um, so if you're pursuing comedy, what Willie see is very, what he said is extremely important and extremely valid. Uh, one thing I'll ask too, because we were talking about you know comedy outside of St. Louis, <laughs> um, obviously we're in St. Louis, what made you decide to, like, kind of be in St. Louis, stay in St. Louis versus, like, Chicago or L.A. or Atlanta, unless, like, you've been stationed at other places before?
0: Um. Well, no, the basis and the majority of my comedy has been St. Louis-based. I do travel. I travel when I get booked. Sure. Uh, like, I'm not really big on, like, reaching out because I feel like you know me. You've heard of me. If you want me at your show... You'll book me. Um, and I'm transitioning, like, from having a, not having a manager to having management. So I feel like I don't really have to do that right now. A booking agent is coming. I'm not rushing anything. Like, yeah, I've been in the game 12 years. But to me, when I wake up every morning, it feels like four, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm always reinventing myself. I know and I fully understand how to reinvent myself and how to be a draw all the time. And how to keep myself relevant and how to stay in the, you know, in the know in the who's who when it comes to stand-up comedy. So um when I get booked, I travel. Um I've been I've been to like a lot of the major cities. And one of the main reasons I don't want to move, um, the major cities, I'ma use Atlanta. It's oversaturated. It is. Atlanta is oversaturated. Everybody in Atlanta. Has their foot in comedy, or you know, they they're, they're doing it. They know somebody's doing it. They thinking about it. It's a lot of it's a lot of comedians in, in Atlanta. Sure, That's oh like. yeah, a lot. And and a lot of them are really really good talented comedians. And a lot of them are vets and really, uh, really really getting it to get together. And they sets are amazing. But it's just like if I moved to Atlanta, I would have to be funny. At the end of my set, set myself on fire, put myself out and be funny some more for people like, oh, he the one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have shock value now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, people don't understand. Like, when I say it's millions of people in America that do stand-up comedy, but people don't know them. Like, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, people know who's mainstream, who's on TV. Your Gary Owens, you know, your your, old, your older comic, your D.L. Hewley's, you know, and then with this internet comics coming, it's like we're fighting with numbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How many people can you bring out? Yeah, and that's why I tell people, yeah, you're funny, but can you fill some seats? Yeah, I know. Can yep. you? Feel, who's coming to see you? Because mm-hmm. it's no longer about you just being funny. Who is getting? in the shower, putting clothes on, and saying, hey, I'm coming to see Comedian Willick City. It's a numbers game now, mm-hmm. along with being funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I love my city. I love St. Louis. It, it's violent. It's, it's uh, segregated. It's, it's all over. The politics is weird, the city and everything, but it's my city. I'm not saying I'll never leave, but I'm not going to go to L.A. and be on skid road. Talking about, I wanted to do stand-up. I I don't want to, I don't feel that I need to do that. I don't want to go to New York and be like, I was homeless. I don't want to have that. I lived in my car story. Yeah. I feel like that comes with the, the, I made it in showbiz. The, oh, you know, I used to live in my car. Everybody used to live in their car. Like, when they may make it. That's the backstory. You know, I lived in my car. No, I want to be like, I went down there, um, and I was comfortable. And I started doing stand up, and somebody saw me, and I was able to sustain a living comfortably in a different city. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, that was a great answer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so intrigued now. Like, I want to know all about your life now. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, which, speaking of different um, parts of your life and everything, you. Came through the Dot Zack doors, the Today, which is where mm-hmm. the Mid Media studios are, where we record our podcast. So shout out to Midcoast Media. And you were mentioning there is a theater downstairs it in the is. Dot Zach. Yes. Um, you said you did a show down here. Why don't um, you tell us a little I bit was, about
0: that? I was on Javon Bibbs' show, another San Luis. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Javon had a, a show here, and I was on it, and it was really, really nice. And I like that theater. Um, it's really, really. I like it because you have to pay attention to the show. That's why I like about Lucas Schoolhouse. Yes. There's no room for any distractions. You're here for stand-up comedy. People, is there gonna be hook at the show? No. This is not a club. This is a comedy show. You're here to enjoy comedy. Mm-hmm. You're here to engage with a live comical performance. So, with the theater downstairs. Like, I feel like it's an excellent setting. They should have more comedy shows down there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, that's how I was introduced to it. And I was looking for venues once upon a time, too, to do a comedy show. And this came across the board. I didn't um, go with it, but I passed it to a a few other comedians.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many, what's cool about, we're in the Grand Center Arts District, and I used to live right up here in the Mm. Artist Lofts. Um, There's so many different venues now, even opening up here, and there's so many different places to do comedy. There's so many people that want comedy in their venues, and, um, like Willie C., you really just have to search for them, and And yeah. that's the other thing, too. People don't realize, like, the Lucas Schoolhouse, it didn't just, like, drop in your lap. No. Nah, like, you have to nah. search. You, you have to look for it. And, you do. Um, what I like is that with your personality, you really have a great way of uh, building relationships with people who trust you to perform and uh, bring a good show to their venue, which I'll ask you, what kind of shows maybe do you have coming up that we should uh, look forward to? Okay, so... <laughs> yeah.
0: um, my next show is um, April 2nd, Way Too Funny. That's the name. I, I keep a theme for my shows, Way Too Funny, uh, You Need These Laughs, uh, Laugh Your Lashes Off. Oh, I like uh, that. <laughs> I, I, I look, think of things to draw people in. Um, so the next show is Way Too Funny. It's April 2nd. Um, funny Man Myson, he's a St. Louis native, but he moved to South Carolina. He's been doing his thing down there. Uh, he's coming. He's headlining. And I got um, Byron Lyles, and Byron is deaf. That's oh, his really? thing. Yeah, he's deaf. Wow. Like, that's how that's how he, like, that's his thing. You know what I'm saying? And I saw him perform. He's actually pretty, pretty, pretty funny. And it's, <coughs> um, <me>. I'm just <laughs> waiting. I am waiting to see him here in St. Louis. Uh, so that's April 2nd, mm-hmm. live at Lucas Schoolhouse. My, it'll be my third show. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Get your tickets in advance. Like, and I say get them in advance because people wait to the last minute. Do you got 10 tickets left? No, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. have 10 tickets left. You want to know why? Because my shows are nice and people really enjoy me. So a lot of people don't wait till the last minute, you know what I'm saying? But you do have some that think, oh, it's just a local show. Man, we are local because our things are here. Right. Like,
1: true.
0: I used to get when people say, oh, it's a local show. Right. Because it's in the city.
1: And it's so insulting, too, when people say that. I'm like, there's so many people that, you know, people don't realize there's so much talent just, like, in your backyard, you know? Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to get offended by it. Like, I'm I'm like, no, nah, my, my stuff is here. That's why I'm local. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Because, like, you got to think about it. Like, any, it, you might get an email in the morning to take you out of here. Yeah. A network could pick you up. And be like, hey, we want you to write. We saw you. Like, we want you to audition. People don't understand. Then don't start being different towards me, like, cause my number changing. I tell people all the time. If I get picked up by a network, I'm acting funny. I'm acting <laughs> funny. I'm acting <laughs> funny. No, not 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 so much. But I'm. You gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like Lauren said, you are gonna know. Like, oh, we can't get Willie C on the phone. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> my number. Nope. Man, he ain't got that card no more. <laughs>
1: So you better call them now. It's 1-800. No, I'm Right, kidding. exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> but, no, seriously, St. Louis, uh, get your tickets early. April 2nd live at Lucas Schoolhouse. The venue is amazing. The vibe is amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. It's a lot of art going on down there. Make sure when you walk in, when you walk in the door, walk in a little more and just look at the creative space and look at the sculptures. My man Abraham is down there doing his thing. Um, It's a wonderful place to be. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for any comic that has ever graced my stage. Continue to please elevate, grow, learn, listen, take advice. Don't be naive. Stay on stage. Keep your pen on the pad. Keep your notebook building. Make sure you're unique. Go left field with all your jokes. Take it to the max.
1: I love it. Take it to the max. Casually taking it to the max. That's going to be the title of this episode. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, but yes. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Molly, for having me. This was wonderful. Thank you for
0: having me. I really do appreciate
1: this. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Willie was great. I was like, like I said, we did the show. I was so excited. I was like, Mm you've got to come on and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of shows coming up, uh, for those of you who do follow our podcast, we're going to show this at the end of the episode. but the flyer for it. um, I will be producing our show. This is casually happening. It's going to be a new showcase in part with the podcast, so who knows Willie? Don't change your number yet. You might get a call for the next one. So okay, cool, cool. Love them. so I was like, before the network picks you up, we got to book you. Uh, yeah, but I this, I will be there. <laughs> I, be will be there. Yeah. I love it. Uh, the Golden Hoosiers shout out to them. Uh, St. Louis city. It's a local show, uh, but we have got headliner, Tina DeVall. She's fantastic. Tina's uh, yes. Amazing. Oh, Tina's amazing. Yeah. We love her. Good friend of mine. Also the co-host of the slop city podcast. You should look that up too. And she was the winner of the 2018 funniest person of St. Louis, at helium. She did win that. Yep, she certainly did. Uh our two features will be Mary Jane. She's fantastic, yeah, good Mary person. Yeah, sparking. love Mary Jane. And of course, Michael Anthony uh, from TMZ and Comedy Central. He okay. will also be featuring these good the people. Okay. Yeah, Michael in the building. And then, uh, yeah, pull up because I'll be hosting. (laughs) So it's going to be good. Can't wait to get the party started. Get Uh, there. Get there. Just get get there. there. And it's just like what Willie said. Um, It's so important to buy tickets in advance just because at the last minute it makes things a little bit hectic. Tickets are only $10. It's a great room on the upstairs space of the Golden Hoosier and on top of it, not only do you get to support local St. Louis comedian and talent, uh, but you also get to support a local venue that opened up during the pandemic, and they've been holding strong and holding well. The Golden Hoosier is great, so shout out to them.
0: Shout out to Golden Hoosier.
1: Love them. So thank you again to the Golden Hoosier for supporting live comedy as well. See another venue that just yeah. was like, hey, let's bring some comedy in. Yeah. Uh, but now that comedy our... is important. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go it ahead. It
0: is important. Like, so like, I laugh every day about something. Me so. Too. <laughs> so get it in your regimen, you know, like get it in your, your daily routine. Find something to laugh about. Mm-hmm. Let's find something to laugh about. It, it, it really relieves stress. It really does. You know, it really, really does. It so does. A it lot does. of people come out of comedy shows feeling different. Yep. Like they learn. It's a learning experience and it's funny. So come laugh.
1: Can I ask you, did you laugh about something today?
0: I did. I'm gonna tell you what I laughed about today. Okay,
1: let's hear it. I can't wait. Uh, let's
0: do it. I pulled up to the pump and gas was 3.99. And then I got in the car and said, somebody said, "Can you stop by?" I said, "Stop by and do what? Uh, what you got a gas car for me? Like, am I, why am I stopping by your house? Like, what, a, what am I coming by your house? And your house is seven miles uh, away from where I stay, and gas is 3.99. I'm not doing that. No, I had to laugh about it. <laughs> That was definitely a joke. Like, no. Like if somebody asked you to come to their house right now, they're gonna have to tell you, I prepared your taxes and I got the cash. Not the check, not the check ready. I got the the cash. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not taking any unnecessary trips with gas is 99 in St. Louis. No. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's so. I felt the same way today. Like somebody was like, "Do you want to come?" Like I was like, "No, I actually don't want to hang out." I know I. The only person I really messaged was Ooh, you, Willie, and the yeah. studio. I was just like,
0: "We cannot it, hang out with gas this high."
1: Yeah, we just can't. Oh my god, I'm so excited. That's gonna be such yeah. a good excuse now if I don't want yeah. to see somebody. Which you should spend gas to come see our shows and next month and at the Golden Nugget. But I'm just laughing because I'm like, it's so. And trivial. if somebody say.
0: Just, well, just leave the car running no all them days are over all that i just leave the car running i'm running in here and i'll be right back out no i'm cutting the car i might take the battery out of my car <laughs> like i'm cutting the car off and look here. don't just leave it running i'll be right back out i wish i would
1: oh my god my stomach is I love that. Leave it running. I haven't heard that in a long time. You're really nice, though. I don't even leave it. I'm like, and good day. Like, if I have to drop something off, I just throw the envelope. I'm like, and this is me at the post office. Throw it in the box. If like, you can leave
0: the <laughs> car running right now, you are a millionaire. <laughs> you are financially stable, and your credit has to be a 780. <laughs> You gotta check out a title loan to get gas now. You do absolutely. <laughs> you gotta run to your bank. Like, I'm considering a personal loan for what? Gas, yes. petroleum. <laughs> Thinking about um, going to the gas station. There, I need a, <laughs> I need a loan.
1: Exactly what I'm doing at the bank tomorrow. I'm gonna walk in and be like, um, I need a loan
0: right now,
1: yeah. so I can get to it from work. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I feel like that's a thing. Like you know, when you um, like when I fill out my like where I want things paid, like I'll put something in my checking, some of my savings or whatever. Now I just need a separate account just for my gas mileage.
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> gas is three ninety nine and mobile crazy. on the run. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know why they call it mobile on the run, cause I'm just gonna I'ma run the rest of the way. Um, mm-mm. I know I don't even want my car no more.
1: Oh my God, my cardio's up or like my heart rate is up, cause I don't know if it's the cardio or just the price <laughs> mm, of my, oh
0: my God. I See what? This is a value meal. Three ninety nine. I get two burgers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, that was yeah. such a good answer. I wasn't even expecting that. Mm. Oh, my God, now my stomach really hurts. I love that, though. Real talk. Oh, it is real talk, and I bet you anybody that's watching this or listening to this will be able to relate. Oh, my gosh. Well, on that note, you need to follow at comedian underscore um, Willie C. At comedian
0: underscore Willie C. Follow yes. me. I will follow you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will interact with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you will. Scroll my page, you'll find things that are funny. You will find things that are real.
1: Absolutely. Funny and real. That's where we're at. You know Uh, it. Go ahead.
0: Oh, that's all you're like that's all, that's all. That's all. That's I was all just that's gonna that.
1: ask you um, yes. now we always say now that our episode is casually over um, i oh my gosh absolutely follow at the casually molly podcast of course uh, you can also follow me yes. at Molly ambergie that's my personal page um but now that we're done we're casually over what are you gonna do now what are you gonna casually uh do now after you leave the uh, studio um, <laughs> oh not get I, that question okay
0: <laughs> when I when I leave here i'm uh I'm about to go home and and probably, like, I need to feed my fish. I need to feed my fish. I'm uh, a horrible fish father.
1: You have a fish? I,
0: I have several fish. Oh Well, it's all goldfish because the, the fish okay. are there for decoration. I'm going to tell you. Listen, the fish are just there for decoration, y'all. I said, my living room, I painted the orange because I love orange. I said, let me put some goldfish in here. But I know my fish are, like, you know what? We call them FPS Fish <laughs> Protective Services because... I just wake up and I just treat my fish like they automatic. Like they, I, they got batteries in them, like they're a charger. They got a charger in them, you know what I'm saying? I don't feed them as much as I should. And I don't know why I got a fear of them getting, I don't want them to have congestive heart failure. Like, <laughs> um, I don't want them to have any health issues. I
1: <laughs> love that you looked at your goldfish and you're like, I just don't want you to have heart problems. I right. never right. If I keep of that. feeding
0: you, and <laughs> shrimp is not good for you, the iodine. Like, so, yeah. I don't I'm going to start feeding my fish more.
1: Yeah, man, you got to feed them. I
0: do. I oh do. Oh my god. We're not going to talk about the tank. The tank is not bad looking. It's a little smoky, but it's not uh, Let me stop till the my guys.
1: <laughs> Before I'm Fish Protective right. Service. Exactly. Sir. Watch this. Hand over
0: the tank right now. <laughs> Come with us to Bikini <laughs> Bottom. <Bobby. laughs>
1: We're going to have some questioning and right. then they're like, "Well, unfortunately, this video is going to be such good evidence. It's going right. to be like I was like, I don't know, guys. I tried my best. Man, I tried it.
0: Right. To- <laughs> like, I'm, I'm almost honestly over the fish tank. Like, I just wish, I I really just wish I didn't have to be responsible <laughs> and like, oh, that, oh, my God, I don't like cleaning out the tank. And <laughs> that little net and put your, we got to put your sleeve up and <laughs> go down there. And, ah.
1: That's like, I thought about getting a goldfish or like a couple, because I had them growing up. My mom always had them. It was hilarious. We had them in our kitchen. And we had like this little tank, and I remember like you could buy like a background, but mm-hmm. I made the background, okay. so my fish swam around to the solar system. Okay. Because I I don't know why I was like little and I was like fish in space. I have yeah. who even knows? But uh, my little niece was so cute. She went up to the goldfish one time, and she was like uh, she was freaking out. She was like, oh my gosh, like. Um, why are the fish in the kitchen? Like, what's are this? Is like, is the kitchen their favorite room? And my dad's yeah. like, oh, we eat them. And I was like, why would you ever say something like that to a kid? Yeah, I was like, oh gosh. So uh, that's like my goldfish experience. My dad cracking dad jokes, uh, and they swim around to the solar system. Well,
0: I got a big, <laughs> I got a bigger fish, and all my fish are named after celebrities. Um, my the biggest fish that I have is a big goldfish, and his name is Big Worm. From the movie Friday. Oh, and,
1: that, I was
0: like, what? Okay. And then like I got uh Gladys Knight and the Fish. Um, oh my god, Gladys <laughs> And and uh, I got the Kings of Comedy in there, said Bernie Mac and um and Dio Healy are in there and uh Big Worm, <laughs> Worm ate um Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey oh, okay. Hussle was a blue <laughs> was a blue beta and and one day, like, they were doing fine. And I woke up. And I said, I knew it. Like, Nipsey Hussle was gone. He was not in the tank anymore. And I said, well, nobody but Big Worm. <laughs> when it had to be Big Worm. Like, Nipsey Hussle is gone. Oh, my god. I said, again, wow. Again? <laughs> That's horrible. No, the marathon continues. Oh,
1: my god. I just love that you're like, <laughs> it's like a story. It's like, oh, wow. I guess they say uh, cool. art imitates life, but I think yeah. this is just... Gl- See, and I love yours as, like, after celebrities. Mine were just, like, Goldie yeah. and Goldalyn, I think, have, was the
0: other one I called. You should have better goldfish names.
1: I should have. I just... But Goldie, I kind of give it to Goldie. Goldie might have eaten the other fish because... He was so, he might have had heart congestive failure, but he, uh, he, he lived for a really long time. Like, he was the one fish after a while, but that, that fish rocked it. And then, uh, and then one day, Goldie was no more. And I, happened I think sometimes. people
0: should name their kids after the Bills. Like, name your kid Amory. Amory, come here. Oh my God. Spire, get over here. <laughs> MSD, come on. <laughs> sit down.
1: Just a friendly reminder. Right. <laughs> You're the reason I have all these Right, exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. I got to pay later man. on. Come here, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Let me talk to you. And it's like, and then we have our high grass prices, right. and then that loan will have to go towards exactly. a name. right. <laughs> Well, speaking of, I'll let you head on out. We got to okay. feed the fish. We got to get some gas. We got to do something. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Just make sure you follow the Casually Molly podcast, Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Instagram. And then, of course, uh, make sure you support Willie C at comedian underscore Willie C. You can follow him on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you support his shows, uh, support the Lucas Schoolhouse. Just support St. Louis Comedy. We love you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. See everybody.